everyone, before we get started on this week's episode, we would like to insert a trigger warning as this episode contains content that includes references to topics such as rape, sexual abuse, sexual assault, violence, and eating disorders, and can take place in the form of an image, video clip, or audio clip. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another podcast this week. Um, I'm going to start off, as usual, with a question. What is the trait you most deplore in yourself? Physical or, like, personality-wise? Up to you and your discretion on, like, what you want to say to answer. (laughs) Would you... Oh, go ahead. ahead. (laughs) I think for me, um, this is something that I really like about myself is my work ethic. I do think I'm a very hardworking person. Um, That's not to toot my own horns. It's just, you know, a fact. Uh, She is. Yeah, I really... I, I think it's one of those things where I definitely inherit, inherited it from my folks. Um, again, you know, they both have physical jobs that, you know, require a lot from them. And so I feel like I translated that into academia. So for me, it's like whenever, it, you know, 4 a.m., 5 a.m. hits and I'm like super tired, I just think about them and like the work that they do and I push myself to keep going. Um, but I have learned that it's also important that when your body's communicating with you and letting you know like you need to stop and just rest like just do it um and so I'm really proud of my work ethics but I also recognize that you know there's a balance to it um but yeah mm. would you like to answer Anoop or did you want me to go first you can go first <laughs> <laughs> okay um I think personally for me okay it took a lot of Instagram reels and a lot of articles help me come to this conclusion, even though my friends sometimes tell me this. But I think that I have a really hard time of saying no. I thought I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I realize that I'm also a people pleaser. I like to make those around me happy. And because of that, sometimes I put myself last. Um, and also not to like to my own horn, but I think it's just like I show love by acts of service. Um, and quality time. And so whenever I have the chance to do that, I feel the need and want to. And so it's really hard for me to say no. I don't think it's like necessarily a bad thing, but it could also be my downfall, I think, in the long run, especially like if people took advantage of that and took advantage of my own energy. And so now I've been like learning to like build boundaries and like cut things or people off when it's not serving me at my best interests. And shout out to Mori for this because she really ingrained that into my head and yeah okay for me i feel like jeans and floor are gonna be like duh okay i heavily rely on my first impressions of people mm-hmm. so if you rub me wrong i'm a first time i meet you that's like low-key it so i've been trying to re- like retrain my mind <laughs> retrain my mind <laughs> to give people more chances to prove me wrong Mm. especially this year because like online it's hard to make accurate first impressions so that's what like my I feel like my downfall could be like in the past I didn't give people a second chance and then you know they could have turned out to be like a great friend of mine or a great connection Okay, just um, stop pointing. Prime, prime example number one right here. Exhibit number two is floor. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, let me just can I just say this real quick? When Anoop and I first met, 
she did not like me. Oh, she so we had, are the prime two example. Yeah, Wait, yeah. I was just intimidated. It wasn't that I didn't like you. It's it was because just... I really don't think I was like we always talk about how like I feel like if we like we normally like if we had just met like in a social setting, we probably wouldn't have clicked. Um, but, like her and I are very different in a lot of ways, but we make so much sense. So it's kind of bizarre. But anywho, back to the podcast. <laughs> but it's true. It happens. Um, I guess building off on our question today, I would like to um, call this meeting to order for this week's podcast. And our topic this week is beauty standards. Um, yeah, I guess like growing up as girls or as identified as she, her, her pronouns, I feel like we've encountered a lot of standards, um, especially as technology widens and becomes more mm-hmm. accessible to people and things. Um, so yeah, what are your thoughts and ticks on beauty standards for yourself versus like expectations from others? Like, you know, and like, how do you think we all are like similar yet different in the sense that like, you know how like, what is what was I trying to say? Like, you know how like, because we're so different yet so similar, how do you all think that like the things that we hear are similar yet different too? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. for like beauty standards. Yeah, I definitely think we have shared experiences and also different experiences. Um, I don't know. I haven't had the best experience, I would say, with the beauty industry. I feel like, um, especially at least in Bollywood, they would really advertise skin lightening creams. Um, And to this day, they still advertise it. Like I watched a 2020 film and the actor in the movie was putting it on. Um, And his friends were calling him dark. And I was just like, it's 2020. But um, I think I didn't struggle with that as much as you can see. I'm pretty um, fair skinned. It was just the idea that like, I'm fair skinned, but people still see me as brown. When like the epitome of beauty is this like, just like a skinny white girl, like a Barbie model girl you know like you don't get dolls that look like us um Mm -hmm. you don't you don't see ads like now there's more representation with models but still it's not enough um Mm -hmm. so that's where I would start the conversation I think to me echo your sentiments um Anoops and I think you know one of the things that really bugged me about the Latinx um Mexicanx culture are telenovelas um I don't know if y'all are familiar with that but they're super dramatic soap operas and the storylines are just ridiculous and they feed into like uh, very much like male and female roles and stuff like that. But anyway, that's a topic for a whole other podcast. But um, one of the things that I noticed about them is that the protagonist, so like the main, like the beautiful girl, right? She's always very light skinned, very thin, very voluptuous, which voluptuous is something that's connotated with like Latinx women. Like you have to have, you know, like the big breasts and the big butt and whatnot. Um, and then the maids or like the evil girl or the poor girl, they're brown and like they're, they're, their skin is darker complexed and I feel like it's feeding into like only white people can be rich and only white people can be pretty. Um, and another thing too is that it's not just in the novela, sometimes it's scary to see how these things are being fed to even our kids. Um, I have a little sister, she is uh, 12 and I remember one day I sat down with her and I, wa- I was watching an episode of Barbie and the Dream House with her and I noticed that 
I get to, I think her name's Rachel, but she's like very envious of Barbie, right? Because Barbie is like perfect. But Rachel has black hair. She's a little bit darker. So it's telling our kids that have dark hair and that are a little bit darker that they have to be jealous of blondes because blondes are prettier than them. So it's being fed to our like our people like at a very, very young age. And I think it's really scary because, you know, I like to think I'm very confident, but I do have my off days where I'm like, man, if only this or if only that. And it starts when you're young. And that's so sad, right? And just yesterday, actually, um, I was back home and my brother was visiting there. And he had told my sister, like, you're very short. And that really pushed my buttons because I'm, I'm on the shorter stature. And that has always been, I think that's my biggest weak point where I feel like, man, like, I wish I was taller. And so I didn't tell him anything because, and I don't know why. I guess that's on me. But that's, again, besides the point. But, like, in my head, I'm like, please don't tell her that because you have no idea what it is to be like a girl who um, is struggling with her with her looks. Like it's really, really hard, y'all. Um, and I think that there is a lot of more room to have this conversation be like with other folks, you know, and include um, family members and men because sometimes it's not even like the expectation within women, it's the expectation from others being put upon us, so. Yeah. And I feel like you can never win. So yeah. I'm five five, and um, and then obviously Flora is shorter than me, and we both have the feelings. Like sometimes I feel like I'm too big, and mm. it's like, like you can never fit the freaking window. Um, I'm also size eight, and like we're talking about the Bachelor earlier. All the girls could pick their dresses from the same rack. Mm. I was shook. Yep. Wow. I didn't know that because I don't watch The Bachelorette. I only, like, look at the tweets and, like, the short clips on YouTube. Um, but I feel like as I got older, I got more self-conscious about my body. I feel like when I was younger, I was just, like, whatever, given that I feel like I don't have blonde hair and I don't have that perfect little skinny straight line body when I was younger either, like... I didn't like it didn't occur to me as much and like obviously I played with Barbie too but like I don't feel like I like looked into that side of like representation because I think I grew up in that environment where it just didn't matter does that make mm -hmm. sense like I think it just like was so casually introduced that like it didn't like occur to me like why didn't like Barbie look like me um and like even not just including Barbies like even like with dolls like they're always with blonde hair and blue eyes and even if they're not blonde hair they're always blue eyed right mm -hmm. and then as I got older I think I noticed more about like weights on my body like where I'm like wow why do I have like a tummy and like why do I have like these stretch marks on my legs and like why do I have these pimples on my skin and like why do I have all these things about me but like it's like I seem to forget that like wow I really made 22 years of life like in this body right like I think mm -hmm. I often forget that and it's like so easily forgotten because you you're constantly focusing on the things that you are flawed in especially in your body and like it's really hard when I live in an Asian culture household um it's not like anything against my parents it's just like personally I think that it occurs so naturally to them because it also happened to them that it doesn't like you know it doesn't click like that it's just like my mom 
like used to like actually she still does what am i saying like she'll be like oh ooh, your thighs are looking oh. a little thick like it's not it's like chubby um big thighs like, save lives exactly <laughs> and it's like and i was like yeah guess what like you're fat too like you know like i know that sounds really mean to say but i feel like i just am on that level with my mom where if she calls me fat i call her fat too um but yeah, I don't know. I think little things like that, like at first, like was like whatever. And then over time, I'm like, I'm a fire back anyways, because like, I don't get really that bothered by it. But like, I think eventually it fed into my head and my own ego, because then I start looking in the mirror, you know, and like I, okay, it's not as noticeable, but my hair used to be more blonde, but I like recently dyed it with a toner. So it's like less blonde, but like my dad is not a huge fan of me being blonde. He thinks that I'm trading my Asian-ness in mm. me to be a white person. But, like, that's not my intention. Like, yeah, I grew up with Barbies with blonde hair. But, like, I had an interest in dyeing my hair blonde-ish or have, like, balayage before, like, the whole topic of Barbie or, like, all that stuff even came into mind. I just like my hair dyed that way. But, like, to him, he takes it personally and offensively that, like, I'm just trying to be a white person. I'm not. And I feel like those are, like, the standards that, like, have been placed. But, like, I feel like I'm okay. Like, I don't think I'm fat or skinny. I think I'm just there. Like, I'm average. But, like, I feel like Asian parents are, like, for mine, at least, are, like, people that I know. It's like, wow, you're so skinny. Eat more. And then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, fuck, you're fat here. Like, make sure you, like, do diet or something. Or, like, make sure, like, why aren't you exercising? And it's like, okay, so where do you want me to be, like, is 130 not enough for you? Like, do you need me to be at like 180? Like, where do you need me? Oh, wait, 130 is too much. Like, do you need me to be at 120, 125, like 126? Like, what do you need me at? You know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't know. And I think the thing for me is when I think about beauty standards, I'm not just thinking about like physical, I'm also thinking about roles, like how you're expected to behave. And I think for my mm-hmm. family and my culture, it's always like, right? So like behave like a lady, you cross your legs, make sure your skirts are like this length and all that oh, kind yes. of stuff. But I never yeah. hear that being told to the guys like, oh, don't mm-hmm. do this or don't say that. Like it's always women expected to like lessen themselves or shrink themselves because if something happens to you, guess what? That's on you and you provoked it and you must have done this and you must have done that. And so now that like I'm older and I know these things, I really take it upon myself that whenever I hear my mom say something like that, I call her out because I don't want my 12 year old sister thinking that if something happens to her, it's on her. Like, hell no. Right. Um, And she's um, she's very. First of all, can I just say that she is the reason my heart beats? I love that little girl to death. Um, But also we can attest to this. (laughs) She loves you. She truly does. (laughs) Um, she is a very like she's so she she's perfect in my eyes and I really hope she knows that she's perfect um and she's like you know she's girly she likes makeup she likes to you know dress up but she's also very sporty she loves soccer and um my mom always try to like discourage her from that because you know that's not what girls do and like I'm so happy to see the changes that have happened within my both my parents and like you know them opening up to stuff and um you know i've been encouraging her like if you want soccer if you want to play soccer i'll buy you your cleats like let me know i'll buy them for you and my mom hears and she's like oh okay maybe it's not that bad that you know she wants to play soccer and that she likes to get dirty and this kind of stuff and it makes me really happy because myrna is growing up understanding that there's no such thing as games for boys or games for girls or like clothing items for girls and clothing items for boys she knows that you know whatever she wants to wear whatever she wants to do like i'll support her and 
my job as an older sister is to try to have my parents unlearn stuff so that they are open to whatever pathway she chooses to go. And I'm really happy that I have the ability to be that change in my family. Um, but definitely, it's not just about like how you're expected to look. It's also how you're expected to behave that sometimes can really eat at you. Yeah. yeah. And I just want to say the other day, I went on a rant because I'm a person who struggles with dark eye circles. Okay. I've <gasps> been trying to find the right concealer to cover these, these dark designer eye bags. bags. The designer right? bags. So I go online and I see what's a new trend? People putting dark, literally drawing dark eye bag circles onto their, onto their eyes. And I'm just like, beauty industry, you need to make up your mind about what you think is beautiful. You can't go to people and say, cover your dark eye bags. And then the next minute, it's a trend to put on dark eye bags. Like, what are you telling people that sleep deprivation is good? that's another thing I get annoyed about a lot like just the different ways in which they manipulate manipulate you you know they just want your money can I just say now that we're on the makeup um section okay I'm a girl I love makeup I love hair I love clothes and I love shoes when you see me outside when COVID wasn't a thing like you'd see me doll up like all the time one of the things that bugs me and irks me so much as when people ask me who are you getting ready for like excuse you i did not put this much effort to look good for anybody like this is all entirely for me and the premise that a girl dolls up for a dude is like so old-fashioned like that needs to stop like you don't get to ask me who I look like, why I'm the reason I'm, why I'm getting ready or like who I'm trying to impress because the answer is myself. Like I truly do this. Listen, unless you put on makeup and take it off, you don't know the amount of work that goes into it. So I'm not doing it for anybody else other than myself. Just for the I know this is also why I go on my dates the way I normally would if I were just to meet up with my friends because fuck that. <laughs> like I also like, if y'all know me, I think Anoop and Floor can attest to this is like what she said about like putting on makeup versus like taking it off. Like that's a whole nother, like whole other battlefield. Like to take it off. God, it takes so much fucking time and work that I'm just not willing to sit through. That's why whenever I put on makeup, I don't put on mascara because that one's like the longest. But besides that, like I just don't have that time and patience to do that. That's why I like I don't dress up for dates. I don't do that. Like, I at least look decent, you know? Like, I pre- I'm presentable, but I'm not dressing up to, like, impress my date. And, I like, I've said this before to, like, dates where it's, like, I, I forgot what we're talking about, but, like, I remember saying that along the lines of, like, I don't feel the need to, like, have to impress you. Like, if you don't like me as me, then, like, what's the point? And, like, yeah. eventually, somewhere down the line, you're going to have to see my bare face. And if you don't like that, then, like, that's on you now, you know? Like, that's something that I do like want to clarify though is that like again putting on makeup isn't like for anybody else it's just genuinely because I like it so the fact that I may go on a date or that I may be seeing someone doesn't change the fact that I dolled up as opposed to going to class because like again and just like I can attest to what you just said they can attest to what I'm about to say where it's like anything that requires me to leave the house like I usually doll up and again sometimes I feel like people think that's because like you're not confident in your bare face like I am it's just something like for me 
the time that I have in the morning to make myself look cute is like me time. Like that's the yeah. only time I have throughout the day to really take the time and enjoy being with myself. And I like it, you know, so it's yeah. like, I'm not going to apologize for the fact that I like makeup and I don't feel like I'm cast. And you don't need to, here. and you shouldn't, you know, because I think I'd look pretty much the same with it or without it. Um, and I true. am confident, barefaced. So I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I wasn't saying that as in like, Oh man, they have to put makeup to feel confident, but I don't feel like, you need to like either way you look good like for the both yeah. of you but yeah it's just like not for me like i have a whole bunch of makeup but like it's yeah. just too much work i'm lazy can we talk about the price of makeup like that's a whole other thing within itself yeah oh my gosh <laughs> i don't know where to start i just want to quickly touch on i feel like the first time i became aware of these standards i think my mom actually did a good job of sheltering me from them um mm. it was okay. just when you know, in eighth grade, I feel like it was eighth grade, seventh grade or eighth grade, everyone goes to PE and you're like, the girls are wearing shorts. Mm-hmm. I started noticing that like some of my um, friends who are go- girls were shaving, right? Oh. And I was just like, why are they doing that? And then um, one time in that PE class, one of my guy friends walked up to me, put his arm next to my arm oh. and told me my arm was hairier than his arm and i was just oh like, hell no i was like is this a thing like am i not supposed to have body hair mm-hmm. um so yeah i do not i don't think the statements with body hair are necessary because if a dude can walk around like here's another thing before i like continue on that one thing is like i feel like so much of the standards are put on girls that guys forget to groom themselves. Oh, lowest, like highest of keys. Actually, I was about to say low, but it's high. <laughs> like, I'm just like, why am I expected to go through all of this to get ready? But it's for you. It's like, oh, I just have to wake up, five minute shower, throw on some clothes, and I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I think to add on to that, it's not just like the grooming expectation is a lot less for men. But also, like, I just wish that men were also, like, taught these things, right? Like, it's, I feel like a lot of the time, especially in the current culture, women are having a conversation, but men, for whatever reason, either aren't joining or they don't want to have it. And I think it's really important because, again, going back to the experience of new past, chances are I probably won't tell a woman, like, oh, my God, your arm is so hairy. It's mostly coming from men who, like, don't even, like, first of all, like, who are you to comment on my body and the way that I choose to, like, you know have it like whether i choose to shave or not that's a woman's choice that's not a you homeboy right and so i think it's really important to you know have many of these conversations too but i recognize that sometimes like you can't force someone to want to learn about something right um which is the unfortunate part because again at the same time like we don't have control over them and so they can continue to perpetuate these expectations and like still continue like again I think I'm very confident, but like if a guy were to walk up to me and say something like what that dude told to a noob, I would probably like it probably eat at me a little bit, even though I know better, right? Um, and so when I start thinking about these things, I start thinking about women who don't have a support system like I do with Jeannie and a noob to have these conversations, or our younger girls who are being exposed to this day in and day out, and they genuinely think something's wrong with them. Like that genuinely breaks my heart. That the beauty industry is so like vicious to the point where girls cry themselves to sleep because this isn't thin enough or this isn't big enough or this or that and it's just like i just wish like every little girl knew like they're perfect just the way they are 
Yeah, I think mm-hmm. based on like shows and like you know social media as a whole, that's another ball game as well. Um, you know, like sometimes you'll see like some people are willing to show like what their real side profile might look like versus like <laughs> their f- like front profile. You know, because like you could, because like you could look so good in the front, like you know, like t- stuck in your tummy a little. You know, like don't breathe for a second, take that picture. You know, versus like you know, like on a side after you eat or like when right when you wake up or like right before you go to bed. Like sometimes like your your stomach is bound to like blow up not because like you're actually like fat but sometimes there's gas and like sometimes it's like you're on your period you have all these things and like it's just like so frustrating because I just I don't know anymore like you know like I just want like a nice body I wish I had like bigger this and bigger that and like a nicer whatever but like at the same time like man it's just so like frustrating to see how like I feel like I have issues with my body but then you see girls that like have like even more issues with their own bodies and it sucks like it's easy for us to like look at like other people and when they're like struggling to be like no like your body looks good like why can't we tell that to ourselves like why don't we believe that in ourselves you know like that sucks and like also like just like the double standard situation with like guys and like their bodies versus our bodies and also just in general like the behaviors and the attitudes like I think that in itself is also really frustrating like it's a thought that like you had mentioned this floor earlier that you know if something were to happen to us it's always like oh what were you wearing what were you doing why did you do that like why why did you cause that like situation to happen versus like if it's a guy it's like you know like what did she do yeah. like it's always like the girl like yeah. obviously mm-hmm. there's like situations that like are like really hard because there's always like my story their story and like the truth right but then also at mm-hmm. the same time it's like why is it always like the assumption that it's like the girl's fault for like her outfit or like for her actions and like for i don't know because i've had this conversation with my mom too and it's like and like this sounds really bad to say on camera but like i feel kind of shy and embarrassed to say this but like she she feels like don't hate on my mama y'all like i think it's just part of like the asian traditional mind and like what they've been taught but it's like i told her like um if someone was raped like you know like how like i think it's something along the lines of like oh like what would you do or something like that or like if i got raped what would you do and she'd be like what were you wearing or like something like like the along the line of that and it just made me really mad because i'm like I'm your daughter. If I get raped, that's your main concern. What I'm wearing or like, what was I doing? And it wasn't me that throw myself at a boy. Like, I think think those generations are just conditioned, you know, like you go so long learning something that like by the time you're older, it's hard to change that mindset. So I would not blame your mom. Oh no. Yeah. I don't blame her. That's what was conditioned into her. Yeah. But it just made me, like, so disappointed. I thought that, like, because I am Mm -hmm. her daughter, if something were to happen to me, she'll be more concerned at, like, the other person and why they did what they did. But no. In fact, she turned it back to me and was like, what were you wearing? What were you doing? And it's, like, so hard to hear that, you know? And, like, if I had a younger sister, like, if I had Mern in my life, I wouldn't want her to hear that. I wouldn't want her to, like, have to experience that, you know? Like, versus, like, for me, I feel like I'm grown enough to process that and know from, like, the right and the wrong. 
Okay, so I, I'm really, I, I, it brings me at ease that she has y'all too, because I know that if she ever needed to talk to somebody and I wasn't there, y'all would be down. So anyway, but that's besides the point. I think going back to what you were saying, Jeannie, I think that that's exactly it. Like our moms, you know, we as modern day women still struggle with these things. I can only imagine how it was for our moms who didn't grow up in a generation where it was normal to have these conversations, right? My mom, like she has so much abuse but she doesn't call it abuse. And that like is mind blowing to me because she was so conditioned to think that if you're a woman, anything that happens to you, like it's fine because you're a woman and you have to deal with it. Um, and even I still catch myself to, like sometimes like, oh wait, that's not, that's not okay. Like you need to check yourself real quick because you know, you're, you're perpetrating these thoughts or these beliefs. Um, and I think another thing that makes me really upset is that it's one thing if it's like cultural or if it's generational, but there's a really big issue going on here with, you know, men versus women and like how one thing's treated over the other, because even in our legal system, we see the difference of approach. Like I know it was a couple of years back, um, uh, a girl was unfortunately raped. And during the trial, the lawyer that was defending the dude had the audacity to hold up an underwear that she was wearing tonight and say, how could you expect her not when she's wearing this? And I'm like, you know, that's a legal system in the that's, United States. Like, yeah, you know, it's like, it's not just generational. It's just not cultural. It's like, it's really a train of thought where men really do think like, I can do whatever I want because I'm a man. It's like so deeply ingrained within our society. <laughs> I just wanted to add, like, because that just, you know, triggered something for me. Dress codes mm, do not mm. make sense to me. Why can my male colleague bare his shoulders and I can't? Why can the water polo team run in their speedos around my high school and no official says anything? You know what I'm saying? Mrs. Hi, Mama Anu. She came in to take a picture of me. <laughs> Just random living at home things. Um, But yeah, like that, that's what I went through at my high school. And it was so annoying to me that like one of my um, teachers, he would always dress code me over, over my white colleague who was wearing the same thing as me except shorter. And I was just like, why, why is it okay for you to please my body and not theirs like why um but that that gets me into another rant and I wanted to also just take a moment to say um and be mindful that there's a whole other conversation happening right now with you know the transgender community and people who aren't cisgender and how do they fit in or need to fit in with um you know beauty standards and I think I just want everyone to know like no matter how you identify that Mm -hmm. your journey is different and whatever makes you happy, wear it, do your makeup that way. You know, like that's, this is your body. You can own it. And if someone says something to you, ask them why they care. They won't be able to answer that question. Like they won't just be like, why do you care? Yeah. I think for me, it's like, and this is what I tell Mern, like as long as you're not hurting yourself, as long as you're not hurting anyone else, that's fine. Like you do what you need to do to make you happy. And I think, again, 
another thing too is that sometimes people try to downplay how we're feeling like oh my gosh like I asked you this question and you're blowing it out of proportion your feelings are always going to be valid the way that they made you feel are valid like you can't you know your feelings are the way you feel and they need to know that I think that that's really important for you you know to be vocal about like oh this comment hurt my feelings or when you ask this like it made me feel this kind of way because they again maybe they asked that somebody else and they're like oh well that didn't person that person didn't get hurt or that person didn't um act offended but it's like yeah but for me it's an issue so please i'm drawing that boundary don't do that um and so it's important to really start you know again it's really unfortunate that it's on us to vocalize it but you know it's one of those things where it's like if we don't they're going to continue thinking it's okay and it's not and like we're not saying like you need to educate them and like tell them what to do it's just more of not your like, responsibility it's like it's more so like you're defending yourself in a way not like not it's not like you're not defending yourself to like what is it what was i trying to go with this you're not defending yourself to like basically like what is it well i forgot my i lost my train of thought but it's like something along the lines of like you're not telling them to like not do something because you need to it's just more so like or like you need to give yourself a a defense but it's more so like you're letting them know that those are your boundaries and that is not okay with you um even though it's like not an easy conversation i feel like it's like a conversation that we must have with one another because i think we've gone far too long being quiet that at the end of the day it's going to only hurt us and the generations to come i think by us being open and having these conversations right now yeah. it'll pave the pathway for like younger generation like for people like Mern, she's it's not like she's not old enough to be aware and like stand up for herself but i think she may not have that voice that we do you know yeah. and like being able to like tell people as I know that's not okay or like no I don't need to do that that way or like I could wear whatever I want is like so important and whether like I think it goes both ways right like I think each things like even though we do experience a lot as women like these comments and these things I think men also have heard and seen and experienced like women also bagging on them and like that's equally mm-hmm. not okay as well And I think it's, like, being mindful of, like, our language and the things that we say to one another and, like, being able to recognize that, like, some of the things that we say, like, I'm pretty sure, like, especially when I was younger, like, I've said some shit that were, like, not okay, you know, like, to, like, my peers. And, like, I apologize for that on behalf, like, just know that I was really young and I've learned and I'm doing better now. Um, But, like, those things can, like, hurt and they could traumatize people. And, like, some of the things that I've heard, like, growing up I still remember from middle school like people telling yeah. me like my voice is like very high and squeaky oh your laugh is annoying like I get self-conscious by it like like sometimes you know I like I think about it I'm like oh fuck did I like laugh really weird like are people gonna be like whatever but like you mm-hmm. know at the end of the day remember that it's like the skin and the meat and like who you are as a person that carried you through however long you've made it through life it kept you healthy yeah. for the most part you know and it helped kept you like going if you didn't have your body you wouldn't be where you are and like you know i'm not like like no weight number or no number can define who you are as a person like no matter how tall or wide like i think it's like as long as you feel physically emotionally and mentally healthy that's like where it's at and if you feel like you know if you need help and like you want to like get healthier and stronger physically and you want to work out 
so be it. And if you don't want to, so be it also. But like, you know, check with your doctor to make sure that's okay. Because I think each adult needs at least 30 minutes of exercise each day just to stay healthy. But also at the same time, I also don't do that. But that's totally okay because we're in a pandemic. But <laughs> yeah, that's like my rant. Yeah. Everything that you said that really resonated with me, Dini, is education is so beautiful and it's so powerful. I think growing up, I was a very angry kid because I saw things go on in my household. I saw things go on in my community that I knew were wrong, but I'm just like, oh, it's a me thing. Like, I have to figure it out because if everybody's doing it, it must be right or, like, this must be the way, right? Then once I got to college, I started learning about sexism. I started learning about these things, and now I'm like, oh, my goodness, like, there's an actual term for it, and, like, it's not just me. Like, there's a ton of other people that are experiencing the same thing, and so it gave me the tools to go back home and, like, you know, share this with my little sister, share this with my mom. And so now I see things that I see growth in them that I didn't have, but it makes me happy because at least my little sisters will have that. And so that makes me really, really happy. And then the other thing I want to mention too, is that, you know, I'm, again, I'm very fortunate to have Jeannie Anoop. And if you'd like, I would encourage y'all to really, you know, reach out to your friends when you're having these thoughts or when you think like my body isn't good enough, because I'll be very honest, like I've been feeling that lately and I reached out to Anoop and she made me feel so much better in a second and I used to not have that. If you and <laughs> I used to really like, like those feelings can cause a lot of harm if you just sit in them and like you don't, there's no outlet for them. Like they can really cause some serious damage like inside, right? And lastly, I think going back to Jean's point, like you're more than a size, you're more than a number, you're all these things. Like think about all the things that make you special, right? Like think about what makes you you that nobody else, like even if they have the same name as you, like they won't be the same person because they're not as, they don't have the same quirks as you they don't have the same interests as you like sometimes I think it's so disappointing that the beauty industry wants to label us as this or that when really there's no label for any of us because we're like we're all so different in so many ways like sure we have people that we click with but even them like they're, they're different right like Jeannie has an infatuation for Crocs yeah, um you know <laughs> Anoop loves interesting like bizarre or not bizarre but like very um different earrings i have a thing for mugs it's like all these things that make us super different and like just hold on to that and recognize that at the end of the day even if people wanted to put you in a box they wouldn't be able to yeah Yeah. and then to conclude my thoughts um because i really like what floor said about reaching out to your friends but you know for me music has always been a therapy for me and my go-to song my go-to hype me up, make me feel song, feel better song is Keep Your Head Up by Tupac Shakur. It's just such, you know, it's it literally just makes me feel, you know, just uplifted, um, strong, and proud to be a woman, you know? I feel like a lot of the times people are like, oh, like you have to go through so much. Yeah, I went through so much and I'm stronger for it, you know? Um and so that's what I just one tag quick. Yeah. I think sometimes like Flora said, like talking to friends is really beneficial. And if you're more shy or like if you don't feel as confident to share that with your friends or like people around you that you trust, journaling is also like a great way to like release some of those like feelings and thoughts. I think there's many nights where I feel like I work better at night too. And this is why like I sit nighttime, but like, you know, it could also be the first thing you wake up to do. Um, but you know, at night sometimes I like I start journaling about like some of like the thoughts that I like was feeling or like some like a topic comes into mind about like that's occurring in my life right now that I'm like, oh, wow, I really want to like journal this down. And like sometimes it's like 
therapeutic to like look back at your old entries or like your old writings and it's like wow like I really felt that way about myself or like wow I was really experiencing this and I think no matter whichever way you decide to pick to help release those feelings those fears those thoughts those insecurities just know that as long as you're not hurting yourself and you're doing yourself justice that's all that you need right it could be like cooking it could be cleaning it could be like um also like hiking or like meeting up with friends like you don't need to necessarily tell your friend but like being in the presence with your friend helps too right um it could also be eating like I love eating so like that's my way of also like Mm de-stressing and like taking that away from myself Mm. and yeah like Mm -hmm. working out can also release some healthy happy hormones I forgot what it's called serotonin endorphins oh endorphins yes um yeah (laughs) (laughs) but just just to also add, because sometimes, you know, the burden is placed on the individual, but beauty industry just once take accountability for the message you're sending to our youth, you know, be more inclusive, like you will grow your audience. That's good for you. Market other things. That's good for you. Um, just wanted to. I know I said concluding thoughts earlier, but I just need to add that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but it's fair. And it's like actually valid because it's not like just individually like us working on ourselves it's a collective like team effort you know like as a society we shouldn't need to break each other down or like find flaws in each other like obviously we all do it's just how we grow from it and how we work towards like building that community for one another and that space where each and every single person whatever they identify with feels safe like we shouldn't need to live in fear and other people shouldn't live in fear of like how we look how others are going to think of us like I know that's like a subconscious thing but like it happens and like I've been in a room where I'm like fuck I feel hella awkward because I feel like I stick out like a sore thumb because I'm not Mm -hmm. dressed the way like some of these girls are like I'm not wearing the makeup that like they are and that's okay but like you know you don't need to be in a box you don't need to have a label yeah, you and you don't need to need... dress a certain way either. Like, just because, like, you want to wear something short, short, like, fuck it, do it. And you shouldn't have to live in fear of, like, wanting to wear something short, short. Like, that shouldn't be, like, a a risk and, like, it shouldn't be, like, a cause and effect of something else bad happening to you, you know? Yeah. Okay. Last promise. Um, but, okay. you know, women, like, like, let's continue, like, supporting each other and uplifting each other because I think sometimes, like, all of this gets so overwhelming and our only outlet is to like bring other women down or to be like, oh, you like this, this, and that, right? To kind of uplift ourselves. But really, we're stronger when we really hold each other tight. Um, again, whether you wear makeup, cool. You don't, cool. You like short skirts, cool. You don't like short skirts, cool. Like it doesn't, you know, as long as it doesn't hurt you, as long as you're not hurting yourself, just let other people live their life. Yeah. Really, like you don't have a say in someone else's choice. Like that's not our body to have choice on. Um, and if you really feel the need to judge, just do it internally. There's no reason for you to put negativity out there, yeah. right? So at the end of the day, it's just makeup. It's just hair. It's just clothes. It's really superficial when you stop to think about it. It's true. But no matter what, um, if you feel some type of way, you feel sad, you feel self-conscious or whatever, like obviously we don't know you all listening, but if you feel the need or want to, feel free to reach out to us as well. As always, um, we're here for you. We hear you. We see you. Um, and 
Um, if there's no other closing thoughts, um, I would like to call this meeting to an end. Do you all have any other closing remarks, questions, concerns? Okay, I would like to call this meeting to an end then. Bye, y'all. Mm -hmm.